This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Let's go, business storytellers. Hey, how's everyone doing? Thanks for listening or watching wherever you're watching. Podcast channels, DBNA television, Helium Radio Network, you name it, we're probably there. And, you know, that's part of my overarching content strategy, my omni-channel approach. Uh, But an online radio network, what year are we in? Is that still a thing or is that a thing again? I'm going to ask today's guest about that. I remember, I don't know how many years ago, but we listened to the radio online. Now I listen to radio online all the time. I listen to podcasts. I listen to uh, shows, whatever. You know, there's always uh, there's always something to consume somewhere. So if you are creating horrible content, stop it because people have options. One of those options is online radio. So one example is the Helium Radio Network. You can listen to this show on there, 7 p.m., on Tuesdays, Channel One, the Lifetime channel, something like that. You can uh, check it out. Um, Eric Remmel, he is one of their um, leaders there, and he's joining me on the show today to tell me about what is this all about, radio networks in 2021, online radio networks. Eric, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. I'm glad, happy to be here, and thanks for having me, Christoph. I do have a positive opinion about anything. Otherwise, I wouldn't partner with you. But people might wonder, right? What's an online radio network? What is that? Why do we need it? Uh, How do people use it? Or how do companies use it? There's eight questions for you in one sentence. Um, (laughs) Well, I'll I'll try to hit them all for you. I'll I'll try to get to all of them. Um, One of the things, like, it was really funny uh, that you touched on, you know, what year is it when you, in your opening monologue there? It's funny because, uh, you know, that was a thing like 2008, 2010, um, and it's gone through a lot of iterations over the years, you know, online radio networks, but they are they are back. Uh, we are kind of a unique uh, creature, if you will, um, kind of different than most of the other folks on the uh, on the stage. You know, our, our main focus is to be an industry disruptor and um, try to put some of the big boys um, in check with offering the same level of service um, at a free price point but also expanding and growing the user's um, ability to interact with content. So it is a thing we're here. Um, we, we are, to my knowledge, the biggest. We have six internet channels. And uh, one of the cool things that allows us to do by having that content is allow the listener or the user uh, to interact with types of content that they really want to engage with. Um, so you know, if they wanted to listen to all types of different content, for example, that increases the quality of their life, you know, things that are about uplifting, educational, inspirational, you might have to go to a, a normal podcast outlet now and search a bunch of different ways and not be able to get all that content in one place where you come to our network, you can. So I hope that kind of answered in a long roundabout way your question. 
a couple of the questions. So, um, but but why did you launch it? Like, what was the what's the 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 gap in the market? Like, who is going to listen to it? How do they find it? I mean, that's always the biggest question, right? Like, how do people find it? How do people consume it? Um, and and um, I guess does it work? Do people listen on appointment? Yeah, so uh, we've gone through a lot of radiations with the network. You know, we originally started uh, with our first radio channel in 2008. And uh, it was really funny. It actually became a way, I was in healthcare at the time, and it became a way to educate our patients. We were putting our weight loss and exercise and diet and nutrition uh, lectures and informational pieces that we created on the internet for free for people to download them and become healthier and have to come visit our doctor's office less. That was the whole idea. Um, and it worked successfully over the years. Um, right now, we're averaging about 2 million users a month through our website. It kind of varies, 1 to 3 million. Some months are lower, some months are higher. Uh, we're just at 500 live uh, weekly shows right now um, on the network. Our goal is to be somewhere around 1,000 towards the end of the year. We, we bring in about 30 to 50 podcasts a week now. Um, and we take existing content that's already being created on the Internet and push it through our network, as well as helping um, you know, live hosts produce their own. So if, if you have a vision or an idea for a show, we can help you produce your own content um, on our network as well if you don't already have a podcast. What's so fascinating about these numbers, too, first of all, it's such a big range, right? One to three million. And I, I know I see the metrics, you know, up and down and up and down. It's, I mean, crazy. It gives you a heart attack some days. But, um, <laughs> but it's still, it's amazing how many people um, you know, tune in and the, the, the sizable audience that you've built there um, already. Um, so how do uh, how do companies get involved? Or I don't remember how you and I connected. I think I don't, I don't even remember. Um, I, but, well, but full disclosure, I, I stalked you online. I stalked you online. Full disclosure. Okay. I saw the amazing content you were creating and said, hey, we want this guy on our network. <laughs> Blushing? Am I blushing? I don't know. I I put uh, I put uh, live stream makeup on. You can't see. Uh, thank you so much. So, but what kind of companies should get involved in this kind of model of content creation? I mean, full disclosure, all of them. Like my my token answer is going to be anyone that wants to grow their reach online. One of the really cool parts about internet radio and podcasting, and and now like we're doing now whatever the, the term is, the PC term, podcasting, video podcasting, whatever you want to call it, is most of the content is evergreen. So if you have a, a message or a mission or a product or a service that um, anyone can help, this is a great low cost way to create evergreen marketing that everybody can you know digest from kids all the way up to the elderly. Um, we work with small business all the way up to national brands. Um, some of our channels are specific in certain niches, like we have pharmacy and medical-based channels. So we work with some of the, the companies in and around uh, pharma and you know pharmacies and things like that. We also work with some small local businesses that are just looking to get more brand exposure online. Um, advertising on a platform such as ourselves is, is pretty affordable. Uh, we have packages that start at $20 a month to go up to several hundred, depending on the, the level of exposure you'd like. Um, but it does make it very cost effective for someone looking to grow their reach online. And I think that's always a, a big problem for companies, right? I mean, that's 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 one reason why I wrote going live, live stream your podcast to reach more people, because all these brands are out there and they're saying we need to podcast. And you should. Yes, podcast. But building a new podcast network certainly takes more time than live streaming it everywhere where you already are and then repurposing your content all over the place. 
Absolutely. One of the unique things like you touched on a moment ago is how do we have so many listeners? A lot of people think our metrics are, are phony and, and I show many people our servers and access and we send out analytical reports. Um, we've been doing this since 2008 and our parent company is a digital marketing company. So where our expertise lies is in search engine optimization and running digital ads to get people to user platforms, email marketing, marketing automation, things like that. Um, so it's what we excel at. So we we took all that technology and knowledge that we do helping our clients every day and put it into our own platform um, to garner those listeners and to continue to grow. And we have a very symbiotic relationship. Podcasters come and go, as, as you know, some people podcast for a month, some people do it for five years, but we keep their content on our website. We have content going back 10 years ago. Um, so in doing so, it, it draws in a lot of listeners and people like to find that information online. And just by the virtue of what we've done for SEO and continue ongoing digital marketing, it continues to grow that listenership. What's so interesting about that comment too, and you forgot stalking people on the internet too. Haha. <laughs> and that too. But <laughs> that, that too, right? We call it prospecting. Now, um, what's interesting about the whole thing about phony numbers, right? Let's stick with radio. And I actually just did this um, not too long ago. The, I think it's the Nielsen um, paper survey, which asks me on paper what, inter what radio stations I've listened to today and it's on paper. I know it's accepted. But you know what? Why is that better? Like people used to spend way more money on radio advertising, you know, or newspaper advertising because, you know, I got 80,000 circulation and my numbers show that 2.5 people on average read every edition. So I'm actually at a quarter million. Like that's way more wishy-washy than you knowing how many people went to your website absolutely yeah with metrics on the internet now you can exactly tell how many people download listen click how long they're there what they do when they're there you can see everything and the cool part is is there's some ai technologies now that even let you see information about that person like where they came from if they came from a social media platform maybe our pixels will track you know how old they are or what their demographics or what their interests are or their hobbies or their job title so you can get way more information than you can from from traditional Nielsen type ratings or, you know, newspaper, like you said, distribution or even TV networks. Now, a lot of their tracking systems are so old and antiquated. They're they're far from accurate. But at case in point, if I have to pay, like, let's just say a television station, ten thousand dollars to get a certain you know advertisement in a certain market with a certain distribution, when you equate that to Internet, I mean, for $10,000, I could run a campaign that would give me exactly who I want to get in front of for a long period of time versus a one-off on a television or a radio network. It's insane. A little bit. And I uh, I think the TV metrics have gotten better over the years. And in some markets, they certainly are better. But we're in like the 81st market or something like that in the U.S. So pretty sure that you still use paper here. Uh, it could be wrong. Yeah. It's not necessarily I don't keep up on that. Um, day by day. But all right. So let's talk about what makes a good internet radio show. So is it internet radio show? Is it just a podcast or what's different? Like what makes a good, what, what makes a good show? Super, super sneaky branding. See, we call it podcast or we call it internet radio show. Full disclosure, we're playing, we're taking podcasts and grouping them together in like subject matter and like topics um, uh, age demographics. So, you know, we wouldn't put a children's program right next to an elder, elderly program, you know, content type of, of audience. So we curate those podcasts, put them into a playable format, 
um, and then also archive them on our website. And uh, a new feature that we're launching um, in about, uh, I guess, a day, it goes live October 1st, is we're curating custom playlists. So people can go into our, our network now and say, hey, I want to listen to true crime. And they click the button and they get a whole list of all the true crime podcasts on every channel on our network that they can listen to um, as little or as much as they want on our mobile app or our web player. Um, but pre-COVID, -pre we did live shows. We had a full production staff with producers, editors, you know, engineers, everybody on staff. Um, unfortunately, due to COVID, we had to furlough a few folks and we weren't able to get our whole production staff back. Um, but our goal is uh, second to third quarter of next year to have everybody back and go back to live programming. So right now we're just basically playing pre-recorded podcasts. It's new content. We're just playing them uh, pre-recorded fashion uh, versus producing live content. So uh, we hope to get back there next year, but you know, it just depends on a lot of the things like the economy. The economy and whether or not this pandemic will ever end. Um, so, okay. <laughs> so you, basically they're podcasts and um, interesting. Now, how, um, let me think about that for a second. So you have podcasts, but I mean, I guess the difference is right on a podcast player, like I have my subscriptions and I have the explore tab, for example, on Google podcasts, but that's not always accurate because they just show me the biggest names, which I could just Google them myself, quite frankly. Um, I guess the difference for like a radio network is that, um, you just play the next show, right? It doesn't stop. Like when the episode is, like somebody listens to my show, whatever comes after, like it's just running like a radio. Yep. Yeah, 100% you hit the nail on the head. So the major difference is if you're using um, a podcast network or something other than ourselves, you have to go put in the research and the work. You have to go find, you know, um, a, a podcast and full disclosure, those big networks, I don't, purposely want to call them out, but places like Apple and Google and things like that, they're going to give you their top rated podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts that are not top rated that are grade A content, but they could even be from somewhere overseas or foreign or things of that nature. And a lot of the, the filters push them down, you know, in, in the search parameters. So we take everybody, we talk from podcasters that start all the way up to top five, you know, ranked in the, in the country. And we put them all on a network and air them. So we take the, the basically the busy work out of you having to search and find them um, and listen to them. And, and our radio channels do run in a 24-hour live stream format. So you can tune in at, you know, whatever time is convenient for you, listen back to back, do it in the car, do it at the gym, do it at home, on your desktop, whatever you want. And or you can go search and find stuff on demand too on our, on our platform. So talk about the the different channels that you have. So how how do I decide what to listen for? But the, the different networks, I guess. Yeah, listen to them all. <laughs> but uh, currently, we have six channels. Uh, channel one is Life Improvement Radio. That's our oldest and first founded, and all of the content there is uh, G rated, family friendly. We stay away from politics and religion, and it's all about uplifting content, educational, business, um, anything that helps improve the quality of your life. That's our goal. Uh, channel two is our untethered radio and and that is 18 and up um the more racy raunchy type content so these are the zany drive time guys the the comedy you know the x-rayed stuff that we don't want family friendly um our third channel is uh the pharmacy uh radio network and all the content is around pharmacy so it appeals to pharmacists uh big pharma it appeals to hospitals and doctors and things about um, medical um you know interactions with drugs and things like that um, our fourth channel is Care One. 
Uh, Care One is actually all about health and wellness. So it's uh, diabetes, weight loss, exercise, anything in and around the medical realm. Uh, channel Five is our actually our live entertainment channel. So it's music 24 hours a day. So for folks, if you aren't feeling like uh, listening to any podcast or any type of spoken word content, we stream uh, music uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we have uh, different types of shows, like for example, pop, R&B, hip, you know, things like that, that people want to tune into, top 40s. Um, and then Channel 6 is our newest launch that came out this year. Um, and that is uh, Six Pack Network and all the content there is in and around sports. So it's all, you know, any kind of sports, football, baseball, basketball. I think we have a couple of tennis and golf shows um, and so on. We're currently working on a couple other networks uh, sometime either in the next month or so. It might be into fourth quarter, beginning of first quarter. We're going to be launching our, our seventh channel, which is going to be in and around entrepreneurial content. A good bulk of our content on channel one is business orientated. So we're just moving those topics over to their own network so that we can basically disperse our content a little more evenly and give people a better selection. We're also working on a true crime channel. Believe it or not, um, now that we're in, as of yesterday, we officially interjected video um, into our platform. So now we'll be able to start distributing uh, video podcasts as well. Um, so with that, we've had a lot of requests for things like cooking, uh, how-to, life hacks, like a lot of different channels in and around that type of content. So we're gonna be launching a couple of video oriented channels um, in the coming year. Very, uh, very interesting. Um, so what is what is the business model of the network? Is it, I mean, uh, is it people buying services like editing or is it advertisement or, uh, you know, a business, uh, business development channel? What is it? Yeah, absolutely. I can tell you unequivocally every conversation I have with every podcaster that I've ever onboarded. You know, I'm one of the the founding members of our agency, and you know, I I try every conversation with everybody that comes on board initially, just to get a feel for them, let them know they're welcome. We're like a family here. Um, so every conversation I ever have is all about typically how miserable the experience is with every other podcasting platform or service on the on the planet. Everyone always says like, I have to pay. I feel like a number. I get no customer service. It's always a struggle. So. Our first and foremost, our mission is to disrupt the podcasting industry. What we really want to do is take the best that every other service has to offer and put it all into one platform and offer it as a free service. Now we have what's called a freemium model, full disclosure, everything we offer is free at a base entry level price point. Um, and then it goes up from there. So if you do want additional services like podcast distribution or podcast editing or um, different marketing services, then we do charge a, a nominal charge for those as well. How we support the network and how we stay in business is advertising. So you'll see banner ads and you'll hear audio commercials and you'll see different types of advertisements on all of our platforms. That's how we pay for all this. And then our premium clients as well that, that pay for premium services. Um, we have three buckets or three pieces of distribution with our network. The first one um, is really providing content. So we take podcasters and help grow them by putting their content on our platform. And we provide all this great content that podcasters and vodcasters are producing and give it to the listeners. Um, the second vertical, which we're actually launching uh, first year, is hosting and distribution. So our goal is to become a full-time uh, podcast host to replace, like say someone's on one of our competitors, we would replace their hosting, help them distribute their podcast. Um, and then our third bucket, which we're launching um, end of this quarter, beginning of next quarter, is podcast marketing services. We've developed a software uh, called Podcaster Pro, 
that will allow podcasters to um, basically gather information from their listeners and text message, email market, um, uh, use e-commerce, charge them for products or services. So it's going to be a monetization platform that they can also market to their listeners on. And our goal is to wrap all that into one platform and have an amazing user experience for our listeners as well as the podcasters that use it. We did have a great discussion with Scott Brinker when he was on the show. I don't remember what episode it was, guys, but uh, bundling or unbundling software. And I typically, I'm a big fan of, if you can get everything in one bundle, that's always fantastic. It's it's harder than it sounds, quite frankly, and you got to weigh the, you know, balance it a little bit to see if it's worth your time trying to figure out. But uh, something to consider as you're moving forward in your podcast journey. So... Are you saying that I need to update my LinkedIn to radio host? Is that better? Radio host? Yeah. Yeah. Radio host, podcast host, um, you know, a content creator, a streamer. There's all kinds <laughs> of titles, but I think radio host is one of the catchiest personally. Um, you know, and, and when we first started this journey, we had a live studio in our medical practice and then moved it out to its own building. And we had a full production studio uh, for many years and it was cool when we first launched um, watching patients come into our medical practice and literally see the doctors on a, you know, on air light up in the corner talking on podcasts. It was really a lot of fun. Um, in 2015, we went virtual um, just because basically our clients were scattered all over. And um, most of our, our podcasters did not want to come to a studio anymore. If you're a professional, like a doctor or a lawyer, you don't want to drive an hour to the studio, spend an hour in the studio, drive an hour back to your practice. Cause that's three hours lost revenue. So in 2015, we found a way, which uh, eventually started with Skype, you know, now it's into other technologies, to virtually record podcasting. And we've been doing it virtually since 2015. Um, and it's it's been an interesting journey. So we haven't had a physical studio since 2015. All of our production engineers work remotely from their own homes or their own workstations. What's interesting about that comment is actually um, based on what people use for their technology sometimes not all the time you can tell how long they've been doing it because every time i go into somebody's podcast and they still use skype which i wouldn't recommend anymore quite frankly there's plenty of other tools out there but i know that they've done it for a while because that's what i used to use too you know and then people yeah. slowly move to zoom and others and now um you know if you're really really into it you use restream or or something like that to, to record it or maybe anchor now so are you saying your network, so you put people, first of all, if you put people on your, your schedule, at what point do you run out of space or is that a thing? Well, the cool part about what we do is we just keep adding new channels. So eventually, you know, think about it. Um, it our, our podcasters come in two varieties, 30 minute or 60 minute. We give away 60 minutes a week for free. That's part of our freemium model. Um, so you get up to four hours a month to stream on our network, you know, once a week um, on average in a four week month. Um, but believe it or not, it's about a 50 50 split. About half of our podcasters are at 30 minutes about the other half are at 60. Um, once we get too close, um, we try to have about a three to four hour buffer each day. Um, but once we because we do replays and best of and commercials and things like that. But once we get to that point, then we go ahead and just create a new channel. So thankfully, I mean, we're up to six channels now by separating our content. We're working on our seventh. And and I hope at some point we're the internet version or equivalent to iHeart or XM Radio. And we have, you know, 200, 300, 400 channels. 
we can just add a channel. That's so that's the beauty and also the danger, of course, of anything on the internet, right? Because everybody can create content. Doesn't mean everybody creates content that's uh, worth consuming. How? What's the 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 quality assurance? How do you make sure it's good stuff? And of course, what's good stuff and what's not is highly debatable. That that is highly debatable. A lot of the our friends at YouTube and other platforms right now are are going through a lot of that stuff. Uh, you know what what becomes censorship and what becomes you know unvaluable or 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 not valued content. Um, so one of the things we do is we have a Q and A team that listens to uh, audio content to make sure because a lot of our younger podcasters or beginners aren't necessarily using the best audio equipment. You know, so they we do have a Q and A team that checks audio quality, file formats, things of that nature. Um, and then we just kind of really find once we find a podcaster um, or one expresses interest, we listen to a couple other shows. We make sure it's 100% English speaking. We don't have um, any bilingual staff currently, so we want to make sure it's in English. So we can Q&A. We have an onboarding meeting and kind of discuss like, you know, what their goals are, what they're trying to achieve. And we just make sure at that point, really, that it fits our, our parameter and our mission. And then we have a Q&A team that spots checks, you know, each week and each month to make sure that the quality of that content is still there. Interesting. And I, uh, most of my episodes are in English, almost 100%. I did publish one in German one time um, after I, I gave a presentation in German. Uh, it was remote. It was during COVID. And interestingly, people still listen to it. I don't know if it's the same subscribers as usual or people just found it, but it, there was not a word of, well, there was an introduction, right, in, in, in English, say, this is a German uh, workshop I gave. So heliumradio.com, that's where you can uh, listen to it. You can also sign up, right? You can sign up right there um, and, and, and see if you if you want to if they want to partner with you. Now, um, so you host a podcast, you put it on your, your channels. Um, so it's it's uh, and then you also distribute it to podcast channels. Is that the deal or no? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the cool things about our service is you don't have to change anything you do. We augment what you're currently doing. So if you already have a great distribution plan and you're already like killing it with your podcast, we would just be another outlet. We would be like an iTunes or a Google or, you know, Spotify, for example, to distribute your podcast. So you can add into exactly what you're doing. We have a built in audience. So you have the ability to, to capture that you know audience or, or get some more exposure for our listeners. They can listen on mobile or web apps. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, they also have the, the live radio format and then the on-demand storage and you get paid podcast pages. If you want help just doing distribution, we do have that available. That is one of our more premium uh, packages. So it would require a small subscription, but we can help you with that as well. And certainly distributing any of your content, that always can be a challenge, especially when you are in a rush. So Eric, thanks for joining us. Really appreciate you um, sharing the story of Helium Radio com. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win.